Welcome to this Dealer's Edge workshop featuring Steve Schumacher and Stuart McCallum with a workshop covering the ways in which your dealership business plan may actually be eroding the value of your automotive enterprise. Steve and Stuart are with the international accounting and consulting firm Crow Horwath LLP, and I'm Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. Important that you know there's constant awareness of where the perception is on the web of your dealership and what are things that you can do to, to work to really try to address whatever these apparent shortcomings are based on these clients' perspectives. Uh, hey, Stuart, Steve. Yeah, uh, it's Mike here. Can I break in and just ask a question or two? Sure. Uh, on the on the question of uh, the issue of compensation. Um, and everybody wants to try to pay just the right amount, but and, and nobody wants to pay too much or too little. I guess, as you said, if, if you're paying too little, uh, you'll know because employees will be complaining and because you'll see people just quitting and going some going to the competition. But is there a database or a source that that you could recommend or that that you folks use uh, that gives you some guidance on what what compensation levels should be in a particular area? Yeah, there are uh, several sources of uh, data out there. I think NADA actually publishes an annual compensation survey. Uh, now, granted, you know, it's, it's not the Bible. It's not the end-all, be-all. Uh, it's largely based on, I believe, regional averages. I think they break it out, you know, the mid-Atlantic, Midwest, Southeast, uh, and they give some guidance uh, with respect to general managers, just because we see that that's where the most egregious uh, infractions are uh, occurring. Mm -hmm. We recommend, and I don't remember where I initially read about it, uh, AutoNation, uh, you know, because they are publicly traded and they don't have minority owner GMs, they still need to compensate their GMs in a way that incentivizes them to outperform the market. And the, the AutoNation formula is based on a $10,000 a month base, so approximately $120,000 guaranteed money for the general manager. On top of that, there's a range uh, of uh, incentivizing bonus that is based on pre-tax. And it's typically, depending on the point, uh, 6 to 12% of pre-tax. Would, would that information be in AutoNation's uh, public filings? Uh, I believe that it would not be in their filings. Okay. Uh, I would assume that I read that in an interview. Uh, you know, Mike Jackson pretty much speaks every other day to the media. Yeah, sure. Uh, my guess is that that's where I picked that up. Okay. And, but and that, I'm oh, sorry. You know, it, it's important to note that when I say that 6 to 12% range of pre-tax, it's uh, there's an inverse relationship, so it's not if you're the best GM in the world you're getting 12 percent, and if you're the and uh, if you're the worst GM in the world you're getting six percent. It's actually the other way around. Uh, if you are a GM at a super high performing store, you are likely making your ten thousand dollar base plus six to eight percent of pre tax, mm -hmm. and that is to control for. Uh, factors that may be outside the control of the GM. One, maybe it's just a, a really good market. Two, it could be a really good location. And three, it might just be a really good franchise for that market. And so uh, 
they have that inverse relationship on the percentage of pre-tax just to, uh, to try to correct for those factors that are outside the control of uh, the general manager. And uh, on, on the question of uh, regional differences, uh, that is, I, when I used to do compensation consulting, people would say, well, we're from Los Angeles, it's more expensive here, or we're from the New York City area, it's more expensive here, we have to adjust for that. But I'd also hear people say, well, we're in Oklahoma City, very expensive here. Uh, or we're in Nashville, Tennessee, it's really very expensive here, it's just as expensive as living in New York. Uh, how, do you, how do you adjust for those things and, and bring some reality to the, the discussion? I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with where the source of the information is that they're, that they're is their starting point. So, you know, from a regional standpoint, you know, I can buy the argument that, hey, you know, if I'm a dealer in Oklahoma City, I can make that comment that, hey, relative to this regional-based data, we are at the high end. We're at an expensive rate. If they're gathering data that's national or, you know, maybe includes other, you know, large metropolitan areas, um, you know, that, that argument may not be, you know, may not hold water. So, I mean, I, you know, nobody can give you a, a perfect answer, but I, I think the best thing to do, at least initially, is, is that there's got to be a good comparison and a good understanding of sort of the relativity of what that particular market that the dealership's located in to where the data that they're basing it on, uh, you know, where they're, you know, the data that they're basing this information off of, uh, to better understand, you know, whether they should think about it from, you know, sort of a COLA adjustment upward or downward based on, uh, you know, where that information sourced from. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's the questions for now. Why don't we move back into the presentation? When we, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the regionality, right? The next slide. Zip codes matter. Uh, you know, when we talk to groups, especially right now where there's uh,